Influencer marketing is changing. It's not how many followers you have anymore, it's your engagement rate. So if you built your followers by taking pretty pictures of you, you're gonna be in a world of hurt six months to a year from now because you're not gonna be able to monetize that. Build your brand by building value to your consumer and increase that engagement. That's what brands are looking for. This is the Ask the BCE Show episode number 27. I'm your host, Kurt Belding. That is the Blue Collar Entrepreneur Show. I am the Blue Collar Entrepreneur. Um, you know, a lot of you guys are watching these videos. I'm sure you've never seen me before, never don't know who I am. You know, what gives me the authority to talk about small business and, and running businesses anyway, right? So let me give you a little bit background. I've been uh, running businesses since my early 20s. I've actually built six companies from scratch. We gross revenue, multi-millions of dollars in revenue. And, um, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm a millionaire or a billionaire or I haven't made it yet. Now, for sure, that's not the case. But here's what I am saying. Here's what gives me authority is I've been through a lot in business and I have a lot of experience um, from failing businesses to IRS audits to you name it. I've been through it. And I want to give some of this knowledge and information back to those of you that are thinking about starting a business, that already own a business. Um, man, I, I've just been through it all. And, you know, I don't want other people to make some of the same mistakes that I made. So you can listen to this content for free, 100% for free, and uh, use it not to make the mistakes that I made. So, um, again, this is a Q&A show. It's called Ask the BCE Show. So if you're live, send me some questions. If you're watching these videos later, not live, and you want to ask a question or be on my show, DM me, hit me up with the message on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, this is where I deploy all this content. Um, come on in, Kayla. <laughs> uh, the topics for this show, I'm gonna talk about a couple topics and then um, I'm gonna get into questions. So um, the first topic I wanna talk about is, uh, we, last week we talked about marketing and how to market your small business. Um, I want to also talk a little bit about influencer marketing and how that's changed a lot. And um, if you have questions about that, let me know, send that in. So influencer marketing is a little bit different. When I was younger, in my 20s, there was no such thing as influencer marketing. Marketing was TV, radio, billboards, print ads. That was marketing. Now there's this thing called influencer marketing. When social media became more prevalent, Facebook, tw uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Now we have what's called influencer marketing. And so what's the difference? You have these influencers, which are people that have a following on social media. And, and I know a lot of businesses out there, especially you guys, small business. Maybe you own a pet shop. Maybe you own, you sell cupcakes, whatever it is. It's small business. And a lot of you guys don't believe in the influencer marketing, this in the uh, social media marketing aspect of this. And I want to open up your mind a little bit. What's the difference between a TV commercial, what's the difference between the radio ad, the billboard, the print ad, and social media? There is no difference. It's exactly the same. It's just on a different platform. You have to market and advertise where the consumer behavior is. So if people are consuming Instagram, that's no different than a billboard. But now, social media is underpriced compared to that billboard that may cost $10,000. You can put 25 bucks on an Instagram ad super cheap and you get 
I think, way better return on investment and way better views on that billboard or Instagram ad. So if you own a small business, start marketing on social media, check out in, uh, social media influencers. It's no different than the marketing 30 years ago. It's just a different platform that you need to learn and, and use. And actually way easier now because you can actually do all the marketing yourself. You don't have to hire a marketing company to, to create TV ads for you, to print the billboard, to print the ads and then deliver them to all the mailboxes. You do all this yourself. I do a lot of my own marketing myself. Ilo does a lot of the deployment of social media. Kayla, you run the body rival. Like, we all do this ourselves. So way cheaper. You don't have to pay that middleman to do it. Um, influencers, it's the same thing. It's, it's pretty much like, you know, there's 300 different TV shows and different demographic and populations watch each, each TV show. If you're a fit republic, or not fit republic, if you're a social media influencer out there, it's your TV show. And you may have 5,000 people that are watching your TV show. You may have 100,000 people that are watching your TV show. That's really what it is. It's no different. It's exactly the same. So um, that's a little bit on um, the differences now nowadays in marketing compared to what they used to be. Small businesses, you need to be taking advantage of this. I know when I had small business before social media, I couldn't afford billboards and TV ads and even radio is pretty expensive, so I'm stoked that we have social media marketing because I can actually afford to do it and get big return on investment. So I know we got some questions. Let's jump into some questions so I can ramble and rant about that. All right. Um, Paul Girl 5, can you recommend a low-carb protein shake? Can you recommend a low-carb protein shake? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big part of what I do is nutrition and sports supplements. So. Um, here's the biggest thing about picking out a protein, depends on what your goal is. If you're trying to gain weight and you're a hard gainer, you actually want carbs in your protein shake. Um, you can put it in your own carbs. Oatmeal is a great way to do it. Or you can buy like more of a weight gainer that has carbs in it. But if you're not trying to gain weight and maybe you're trying to gain muscle and stay lean, it's great to have low carb protein because it's straight just protein. The biggest thing about protein is you want it in your body as long as possible. So you want to take a multi-sourced protein proteins that have a whey, which is a fast-acting protein, gets your body fast, but also a casing or an egg protein that's a slow-digesting protein. You want to combine those. You want those together in your protein. So whatever brand you guys like, obviously we have a bunch of them here at Fit Republic, but whatever brand that you're buying, look at the label, make sure it has a nice whey. Whey isolate's nice, uh, nice and clean, and make sure it has either a casing protein or an egg protein to keep protein in your body a long period of time. That's what you want out of your protein shake. So. That's protein. Um, Martin86, what's the most rewarding part of being your own boss? What's the most rewarding part Rewarding part of being your own boss? Man, you get to do what the hell you want. That's the most rewarding part. Like, If you've built a good machine that you don't have to physically be there operating your business, I could do whatever I want. I just went back to Nebraska, saw family, took an entire week off, did some turkey hunting. I love to hunt, so I could, I'm doing whatever I want. Now I come back and work hard because I'm continuing building that machine, but that's probably one of the most rewarding things is the flexibility. Um, but again, you have to earn that. Like there's a lot of business owners out there that buy a business or start a business that they think that day one they can not work their business and go do whatever the hell they want, and then they're out of business in six months to a year because they didn't even build their machine. You gotta build it, you gotta earn 
that right to be able to do what you want. I've owned these businesses like Fit Republic, my my location. I've owned this for what is it, 11, 12 years. I've I've worked, I've built this machine for 12 years before I can go off and do whatever the heck I want. So that's that's one of the most rewarding. The other, I think, the most rewarding part of owning your own business is providing jobs for others, providing careers, um, and providing a living and an opportunity, opportunity that they may not get somewhere else. I think building that culture around your business is super important. And you have 100% as an owner, you have 100% control of that culture, and you can build that company however you want, um, and provide people with a living, people with a lifestyle. I think that's super rewarding, also. All right, next question. Mario D six has another one. Biggest sacrifice of starting a business. What's the biggest sacrifice of starting a business? Um, man, you know, most people go from having a full time job into starting a business. The biggest sacrifice you're going to see there and get is security. You're giving up pay. You're giving up security of a paycheck and probably benefits to risk and make that sacrifice to build your own business to hopefully one day to have a, a little bit of uh, passive income where you can run off and do whatever the heck you want. Um, but that's a huge risk, you guys. Like, and I'm a firm believer is not everybody that out there is meant to be business owners. Actually, there's a really small few of us that are born this way. And the rest of you are going to struggle a lot with owning a business. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I see with new business owners that have taken that risk that I either consult for or they're my franchises, it's not the execution that much of the business. Like, it's, business is pretty easy for the most part. It's money in versus money out. All right, it's advertising to get more customers. It's, it's pretty simple on paper. But the biggest thing that I, I have to mentor on is the psychological aspect of owning your own business is more of like being a therapist for new business owners or my you know business owners that I'm consulting for and other franchisees that I have in my system it's it's self-perception it's how they perceive themselves is really the number one thing so you know what it, I'm gonna venture to say the secret to success with owning a business is self-perception is how you perceive yourself that's it and let me explain that a little bit if you don't believe deep down in, in yourself that you're good enough to be successful in business, if you believe that you're not a good person, if your perception of self is you're not you know, a successful business owner, obviously you're gonna lie to yourself and fool yourself and say, oh no, no I'm good, I'm gonna be great, I'm gonna make a bunch of money. But deep down inside you feel that way, you're not gonna be successful. So I think the, the secret to success is changing your self-perception in business and con constantly and continually growing your mind with good information and knowledge. Have mentors that are positive, that know more than you. Listen to podcasts that you learn from. Cut negative people out of your life. Anybody that's saying you shouldn't be doing this and you can't do it, don't be around. You need to feed your brain with positivity and that's how, how success happens. I've gone off on a way big tangent on that question. Um, read that question to me again. Is it the sacrifice of business? Yeah, biggest right? sacrifice. Biggest sacrifice of business, man. You guys, like, take a look at yourself and look at your self-perception, how you view yourself before you jump out and start your own business. Are you really a business owner? Are you really an entrepreneur? 
you can make great money. You can maybe make way more money by being the number five in a company, uh, smaller company. Maybe you can make six figures, $150,000, $200,000 eventually being it, with a lot of security and benefits. You go out and start your own business, you may fail and you may make zero. You may lose a lot of money. You may be in debt a couple hundred thousand dollars. You're going the wrong way with no benefits. So that's the biggest risk right there. And I think the biggest way to mitigate that risk is really looking inside yourself to see that's who you actually are and what you really want to do. Because entrepreneurship's glorified these days. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to be a business owner. That's the American dream. Let me tell you, there's no really glory in it. It's freaking really hard. And most days I put out fire. Most days it's a whole bunch of crap that I got to deal with. I wake up in the morning and there's 30 problems. I'm not running around to where the hell I want and some Lamborghini with just cash coming out of my ears. Entrepreneurship's really hard, you guys. Not everyone's meant to do it. Cool. Any more questions? Mark Jackson, I have a concept product or a service. How do I raise the capital to bring it to market? All right, you have a, a concept with either a product or a service. How do you raise capital to bring it to the market? That's a good question. And here's what I think most people that are looking to raise capital, their mindsets are, is it's almost like finding the unicorn, the mythical creatures. Like I'm looking for some investor that's out there that will give me a million dollars to uh, you know, expand my business, blow my business, start my business, do, uh, create this product or do this service. I got this great idea. Now I got to go find this investor and they view and visualize this investor as some person that they don't even know that they have to go and find. And it's probably, you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, the guy in the suit and tie that probably has a couple million dollars. And it's not true. That's just not how investments work in my experience. In my experience, the investors that you're going to find to raise capital to, to create that product or service are people you already know, are people that you're friends with, people that are friends of friends or connections, who you surround yourself with. That's your investment pool. So the best way to find an investor to invest in your product is to bring in people that may, you know, is to create your surrounding of people who could be investors who may, might make a little bit more money, might, might be able to save a little bit more, or looking for opportunities to take their cash that's just sitting in the bank, not working for itself, not growing, not making any more money. They wanna use that cash to put it in your product and your idea and your service. So if you're looking for an investor right now and you don't know who that investor might be, you may wanna start making some more friends that might be in a higher tax bracket than you and surround yourself with those people. That's the number one. So like. And I'm right now, I want investment into my company. I'm ready to take my company to the next level. I'm making friends that are in a higher tax bracket than I am. I want to rub elbows with people that make a lot more money than me, maybe have a lot more experience than me. So yeah, I have a business, but I'm not saying that I know it all. Like there might be, if someone's out there that's a millionaire, they probably know a little bit more than I do about how to become a millionaire and how to make money, more than likely. And not only are they going to invest their, in, their money into my company, but they're also going to invest their knowledge into my company and into me. So I'm going to surround myself with those people and gain the knowledge that they have. That's my advice to that. Any other questions? Yeah? Okay. Um, Texan Joe asked, is there such a thing as short term for an entrepreneur? Is there such a thing as short term for an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. And if you're an entrepreneur out there and you own a business and you're thinking short term, you're going to lose, you're going to fail. 
uh, it's 100%. You cannot think short term. Your decision making and your thought process has to be long game. We don't open a business to, to grow it for a year and shut it down or grow it for a year and try to sell it. That's not why entrepreneurs open a business. They open a business to grow it, to create a machine that's gonna give them money and income to be able to take that money, either open up more businesses like it the same, or expand that or invest in other stuff, real estate, property. That's why we own a business. And this is not a one-year play. It's not a six-month play. This is a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year play. So if you own a business out there and you're making decisions based upon short-term gain, if you make a decision based upon that short-term return on investment, oh, if I make this product, then I'll make a bunch of money. But you know deep down that that product's not a good product and you're only doing it to make quick, short-term money. You have long, no longevity in the game. Now, I'm about to say something that might be a little bit confusing for you. You have to think long-term, but your actions need to be fast, quick, and massive. You cannot wait to take massive action. If I have a thought, and here's one of my thoughts, you know guys, I'm super transparent with what I'm doing in the company. So I had a, an idea. I wanna bring in technology and allow someone to use our metabolic testing machine to understand exactly what their metabolism is, 3D body scanner to see the results real time for every 30 days they come in to get their body scanned. You know, that's innovation for me in my industry. Well, that's my thought is can't, I can't think of this short term. Oh, I'm going to do this for a year, make a bunch of money, move on to something else. Absolutely not. This is a long-term change of my business model by bringing in this technology. So I got to know that that's long-term and the decisions that I make has got to set myself up for the next 10 years in this. But I need to take massive action now. I can't sit here and think about take, doing this change that is gonna affect my company for the next 10 years. I can't sit here and think about doing it for six months and mulling it over, should I or should I not? If, if it's the right move, you need to do it now and you need to do it fast. Like I, You guys, like as my staff, I talk about high speed all the time. We have long-term decision-making, but I'm like, yo, we gotta go fast. We gotta make decisions fast and we gotta produce fast. Speed is everything for us, especially in marketing and content advertising. So Joe, what's his name, Texan Joe, right? To answer your question, man, absolutely not. You should not be thinking short term. You need to be thinking long term, at least five years out, and take massive action, but do it fast. You have to be very fast at it quick. So, um, were we going to bring someone in live? Or is there other questions? No questions. We're going to bring that one question in live, right? And how do I do that? Do you remember how to do that? <laughs> is it on Instagram? So you guys, if you're watching this video, I would like to start um, bringing people into my show via live Instagram. I don't know if we could do it on Facebook or not, but for sure Instagram, I know you can do it. Um, I would like to pull you into my show and be a part of my show. I think it was super cool. Again, if you have something going on you wanna plug on my platform, I'm cool with it, absolutely. You know, I'm not, um, I'm humble enough to say, hey, let's, let's plug something, I'm cool with it. So, you know, we're supposed to have someone coming in here live. I'm not seeing it. You requested. You did? Mm-hmm. I think it's the big Where's the, you guys help me out here and show me where the request is? I see him join. Maybe it's at the bottom. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think we can see it. Oh, wait. View. Go live. There we go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Always be learning. Always be learning. Always be expanding that brain and that mind learning new stuff. And that's what we're doing right now. You guys like, we don't really know, but 
there's only one way to learn is we got to push your push the envelope push your brain to learn new stuff so we're learning what's up? new live what's up man how are you good how are you good you got a question for me today for the show i do yes i want to touch on the influencer portion yeah the influencers that we're talking about so let's say you don't have a business or you don't own a business what's the benefit of building your own personal brand you don't own a business you don't have a business but you want to build your personal brand and what's the benefit yeah, that's a good question, man, and, and it's changing fast. Um, when influencer marketing first started, first of all, no one believed that that's actually a way to monetize or make money, right? Like, and when people were actually doing it, it still wasn't believed. Like, people were making big money on influencing and being a, a, a social media influencer. Like, there's people out there making millions of dollars. Like, I know a YouTube kid, I don't know him personally, but there's a YouTube kid that's made $10 million last year just reviewing toys. They buy a toy, or they don't buy anything anymore. The company sends the toy over. He sits around a video, reviews it, and makes $10 million doing it, right? So like, influencer marketing is real, you guys. You can make some big money with it. And when it first started, and a year ago, I'll say only a year ago, the people that are making the money had the 100,000, 500,000, a million, following or likes on their page they had big audience that were making big money but things are changing right now right like um and here's the big change is engagement is everything it you may have a hundred thousand followers out there but if your engagement is really low like we saw a platform the other day that had and we're looking for our own influencers right they had a thirty thousand following on face on instagram but they're only getting 30 likes on their post Come on, guys. Is that real? Absolutely not. They bought their following 100%. They have no one engaging, right? So if you want to monetize as an influencer, it's all about engagement. It's all about people that are actually watching your TV show, that's actually following you, that is engaging with your content, that's liking it or commenting it, that's actually viewing it and taking it in. So now, these big companies, and even us as a company, we're not looking for the million follower person. One, we can't probably afford that person, but we're looking more for that 5,000 follower person that has great engagement. I'd much rather have an influencer that I can afford at 5,000 followers that has 300 likes on a photo, 500 likes on a photo that has great engagement. I'm, I'm down. So now, like, instead of having that one that we maybe we can scratch up enough money to afford that one million follower influencer. Well, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. I'd much rather have a hundred, 5,000 following influencers that has great engagement that I would love to be a part of a brand that they're not a part of. So, do you have any other thoughts about that, Alex? No, I agree. You agree, there, right? I, nowadays, I mean, it first started off as, you know, whoever has the biggest following, that's what everyone is trying to achieve. But now, I think it's leaning more towards, just like you said, engagement. And mm -hmm. that's going to matter more because if you have a connection with your your following more so than just hard eye emojis and nice butt or something yeah. like that, yeah. that's, that's going to matter more than something like that. Absolutely. You know, let me touch on that too. It's like you guys have built your following selling sex and that's what it is. Like you're showing your naked rear end to getting engagement and likes. How are you going to monetize that? You're not going to monetize it. Yeah, you okay, you get a bunch of likes on a picture. So you guys, if you're out there being an influencer, and yeah, you're, so let's say you're a good-looking girl, and you put up a good-looking shot, 
great. You get some likes and some engagement on your picture, but no brands are going to want that. I'm not going to want it as a brand. How are you going to monetize my brand by selling sex? If I was a Viagra company, cool. I'd probably hire you as an influencer because the guys that are checking out your cleavage and your butt might buy my product, but that's super rare. So if you're trying to be an influencer out there, do not sell sex, build value on your platform, on your TV show. So brands look at you as value and will want to hire you as an influencer. Am I right? Yeah. So stop showing your butt on your pictures, Alex. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. Yep, All right, bye. All right, guys. Any other questions that come across on live? And if you're out there, you're watching this video, send me a direct message over the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to be on my show, just hit me up ahead of time. I'll bring you in on one of the shows just like I did, Alex. Um, if you like this content, subscribe and follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I throw a lot of different content out on my stories on Facebook and Instagram that's more personal. So if you want to see kind of my everyday personal life, what I like to do, uh, follow me on that. But that is the Ask the BCE Show episode number 27 in the books. Thanks, guys.